Hey guys, this is Rachel here. Um, I am the person behind this brand new podcast, uh, The Noble Artist. So come on and join me and learn about the nobility of the pursuit of art. first episode, you're going to hear me talk a little bit about my YouTube channel. Um, Originally, I had planned on posting these to my YouTube channel as well as the podcast avenues. Um, One of those reasons is I have several people who are following me and are sweetly interested in what I've got going on right now. And the other reason is because um, I think as an artist podcast, it would be nice to have a visual as well. Um, Sometimes I might be able to show um, other artists work on the YouTube channel. Um, But I'm having some issues with um, sound and meshing good sound with good video. So I think that can just be something that can come up in the future. So for right now, I think we'll just do some audio postings. And if you hear me talk about my YouTube channel, you can ignore that. You can go ahead and follow it, but that's just right now photography stuff. But it is under right now and will be in the future under the Noble Artist. Also, please follow our Instagram, The Noble Artist. Um, We have one post so far and zero comments. So please go and follow that so we can get that going. I think the most important thing about that will be um, showcasing uh, the artists that we have here on the podcast, showing their work um, and kind of supporting them and showing what they do so that you have a visual or even an audio um, to compare with um, who we are talking to that week. Without further ado, let's get into this wonderful podcast. So I wanted to start this because I have always had this deep desire, um, gifting, propensity, whatever you want to call it, for art. Um, It has always been something that I have been in love with and obsessed with. I have long had heavy influencers and supporters in the art world um, telling me that's what I'm meant to do. It's what I'm created to do. It's who I am and what I'm here for. Um, So I've always kind of pursued that. I grew up thinking that's what I would do and be when I grew up. Um, That or in some sort of missionary ministry type work. I just knew that I was an artist and I wanted to help people. As I got older, I started to feel a little more um, like I didn't have an adult view on things and that art couldn't really be pursued as a career, especially if you barely made it through high school and you weren't in college. Um, I just didn't really know how to do that other than trying to start a photography business. So I started a photography business, which I had for 10 years. Um, I absolutely loved being a photographer. Um, I loved the work. I loved the people. I loved the connection that it gave me with art and people. But I also felt like I was missing this part of me that just truly loved um, actively helping people in need. Whereas with photography, I came across so many situations where clients were um, unhappy to spend a lot of money on photography Um, And it felt sometimes like a superficial thing, especially, you know, when I was doing fashion based shoots and working with um, gorgeous and sweet models, but it just felt like, why, why am I doing this? What am I trying to sell here? What is my message? So 
ultimately I couldn't continue to do photography because I lacked this backing up of what I really wanted to do, which was um, live in a serving, helping sort of way. On top of that, I did not make much money. I was a starving artist and I began to have children and life began to get expensive. And um, it was never really about the money per se, but being able to pursue something that I could get paid doing and that helped people um, kind of led me into this decision that I wanted to try to pursue medicine. On top of that, my grandmother was a physician. I had her as an inspiration. She graduated with her PhD around 50 years old, um, and she had never gone to college previously either. So I felt like, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. And she's my inspiration, and she's awesome. She's still practicing today in her 80s. She's the coolest lady ever. Um, But I just thought, you know, maybe I should just try. And my awesome husband was very encouraging, and he was like, just try it do one college class, see what happens. So I started with one college class and it went really well. I got an A, which is, was shocking for me. I got terrible grades in high school. Um, and then I did another class and then I did another class and I kept getting A's. I kept enjoying it immensely, loved learning, loved being in school, which again was a totally new experience for me. So I started wondering, hey, maybe this medicine thing is for me. Maybe going a logical route and setting art to the side is something that I could pursue. It took a really long time, though, to completely set aside photography. Um, It was more of a slow process and then kind of all at once, if you will. Um, I just, I always have this desire to create no matter what I'm doing. So I was doing art and um, kept having children (laughs) and going to college, and I began to feel very overwhelmed. And when I say began, I mean currently I am feeling very overwhelmed. Um, And to make that more difficult, for some reason, I thought, hey, let's start a podcast. But hear me out. I have my reasons. Keep going with me. Since I started school about a couple years ago, it's become increasingly difficult to deal with three insanely wonderful, crazy children and go to school full time. Um, I have done a pretty good job, but up until I had my third COVID baby, I was managing. And now it's kind of getting to a point where I'm just truly not very well. Uh, We all had COVID recently, um, despite vaccinations. Every single one of us in the house got it, including the baby. That was kind of scary and stressful, and so now I'm behind. I am just kind of falling apart trying to manage my time pursuing this medicine thing. All while being extremely overwhelmed, I always find time to still create art, um, to paint, to sing, to dance, to read and write, and um, do pretty much (laughs) any kind of artsy thing you can think of. I love to sew. Sometimes I knit when I'm feeling a little bit more um, (laughs) self-hatred. But yeah, I just always find a way to create. And no matter how stressed out I am and no matter how much time I technically don't have for it. I have to do it. It is in me. I have to do it. So I do it. Um, Even if that means um, that it's not maybe in the way that I want it to be, that it's something quicker. Um, It's just something that I have to do. Because of my incessant need to create, I have somehow found a way to make a little bit of side cash doing small illustrations and even teaching students at home and at a school once a week. So I have been 
finding ways to fill up my time with art. Now I'm becoming busy enough with both things that I am wondering, should I be trying to choose? And if so, what the heck should I choose? Um, so to explain how I came to this podcast and I came to this um, moment where I needed to figure out that I needed to figure out what to do, um, I have a story to tell you. And it is totally relevant, so stick with me. When I was 16 years old, um, a friend of my dad's dad, who was an artist, passed away. He left behind all kinds of art supplies and nobody to give them to. Um, so this gal knew that I was um, super interested in art and extremely generously gave me all of it. Um, she said he had a whole shed of just dozens of canvases and buckets and buckets of paint and brushes and everything that you can possibly imagine. And it was all mine. Um, we didn't have anywhere to put all that at the time. Um, we were super broke growing up, so we couldn't buy that at the time. So my parents kind of decided they would <laughs> kind of bequeath it to me in, in increments. So for Christmas one year, they bought me a, uh, a stand for my canvas and, um, brought a bunch of paint to me and these canvases. And I was just, I felt so lucky and so blessed. I, my parents knew that I had always wanted to paint. And I don't know if I ever told them this, but like when I imagined myself painting, I imagined myself painting in thick oil paints on a canvas and just mixing on the canvas and kind of going with that experience. Um, my favorite artist was Leonardo Vinci, and some of the famous Renaissance painters where oil was kind of a big deal. So that's where I really wanted to go, um, but never had op the opportunity until this time. And when I got all this stuff, I just felt so lucky, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I knew nothing about oil paint. I knew nobody who knew anything about oil paint. I didn't even, I was technically homeschooled and without community because we had just moved. I didn't have any art teacher to ask about this. I was alone. And so I was, I had the support I needed without any education whatsoever. <laughs> and I had these materials. So I just wanted to start and I just um, naively when you're young, you think you can just jump in and do anything and be good at it. And then when you're not, you give up. <laughs> at least that was my experience. So I tried to paint these great and wonderful paintings and they just always turned out not right. And I was unhappy and I basically quit before even accomplishing one full painting. Unfortunately, after that extremely brief experience with oils, I didn't get to meet them again for a very long time. Like I said, I became a photographer and I did that after I got married um, and pretty much all of my 20s and really did enjoy it. Um, but when I was pursuing the visual arts besides photography, I mostly did drawing and I've done watercolor paint. I did pastel in the beginning. I chose watercolor though as my chosen medium over the last few um, years because it works really well when you have kids running around. It's not super toxic. It's not super messy. It's quick drying. It's super portable. It worked really well for me. Um, and I still love watercolor so much and I will never stop doing it. 
Um, however, there's kind of just always been this thing in the back of my mind that I would love to do oil paints, um, to do bigger paintings, to do series, um, to do big canvases and kind of these dreams of having gallery showings and all that fun stuff. Um, but I wasn't really getting the feeling that watercolor was going to satisfy that need. So I've always had in the back of my mind that someday I would try to go back to oils and um, hopefully it'll go well. But I just kind of took my time with that and I didn't feel ready because again, you know, with oils, it can be complicated with children, <laughs> um, especially specifically for the toxic chemicals that are involved with the mineral spirits and the cleaning for the brushes and all that fun stuff, which I don't know much about, but what I do know is from Bob Ross. Okay. So he is my main <laughs> reference for a frame of reference from for what oil is. Okay. So anyway, I have just been putting it on hold and putting it on hold, um, because mostly because of my family and just other logistics, I just didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing because I had such a bad time the first time. Um, so yeah, I've just been putting it on hold and I've been doing watercolor. Stick with me. I have a point to all of this. Okay. It's not just a medium discussion. So I'm blessed enough to be able to paint with my sister-in-law, who is also extremely talented. Um, she has an awesome watercolor style, and she works really well with pencils and pens. I just love painting with her. Um, we are awesome friends, and it's such a gift. Um, she was actually given a Bob Ross kit once, speaking of Bob Ross, and um, had been able to dabble in oil paints herself. And I have always been uh, a oil painter stalker, if you will. I always kind of uh, follow a lot of oil painting artists. Um, so I've always told her, you know, like one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to just try, I'm going to try oil paint. And she, <laughs> she was like, yeah, it's a whole nother animal. It's, it's very different. And, you know, we tend to go to the art store a lot together. So we went, um, recently not for anything oil related whatsoever. But while I was there, I saw a big set of water mixable oil paints. This really surprised me. I did not know this was a thing. And I kind of looked it up while I was at the store and figured out that it's kind of a safer way of painting because you don't have to use as many of the toxic chemicals um, that you would normally combine with oil paints. So I got kind of excited, but I'm like, is this just some kind of weird, kitschy thing? Like, are these actually good? So I did a little research, but they were also so cheap that I kind of just decided, you know what, I'm going to take a risk on these. So I bought the paints and I bought some uh, canvas paper so I could just kind of practice, not thinking too much about it. Um, and then I came home, I kind of did a little bit of a kind of practice, very, very brief practice on the paper. Wasn't super happy, but wasn't really trying hard. And then I went to another art store and I got a blank canvas. And I had been thinking, I want a blank canvas just to sit around, just in case I feel inspired to do something. But the blank canvas would sit. I had no plans on doing anything specific with this canvas. Somewhere around the same time as me buying these supplies, um, I went to a local gallery showing and I was really impressed. I live in kind of a smaller uh, metropolitan city. Um, so it's kind of, it's up and coming, but it's certainly not like young and hip and city-like. But I was really surprised that we actually had a great um, variety of artists at this gallery. We got to meet lots of them. And I actually got to meet the artist who 
painted one of my favorite paintings at my doctor's office, of all things, which sounds a little bit weird, but I am telling you, every time I go in this doctor's office and I see this painting, I am just shocked. It is such a good painting. And I'm going to post, uh, I'll see if she'll let me post that painting on our Instagram, actually, and I'll put her name up because um, I can't remember it right now off the top of my head, but she's fantastic. Okay, so I see this painting all the time, and I knew that she was going to be at this gallery showing, so I was able to say hi and see all of her work. She is a prolific painter. She just has so much work. And I was so like lucky to be able to see all of her work and so many other artists. Like I had no idea that this gallery hosted so many talented, wonderful, sweet and kind artists. It was a blast. I highly recommend if you have a local gallery, please check it out for events. Like you might be very surprised. So pretty soon after this gallery showing, um, we, I had an appointment at my doctor's office and I saw the painting again and I thought, gosh, I know that all these artists that they have hanging up in here are local artists and the art was just so good. I find it, I found it very surprising that again, like my local doctor's office did such a good job of sourcing very good, beautiful, talented artists. Um, so I just kind of was more curious than for my own personal needs, but I had to wait for a prescription. So I went up to the front desk office and said, hey, like, who do I talk to if I wanted to get on the walls? And there was plenty of empty space. Um, and the lady kind of, of course, looked at me like I was crazy. And she was like, well, I have no idea. <laughs> but she gave me the phone number to someone that she had hoped would know. So I was like, cool. And I kind of just carried that number with me, came home and did my normal things and just kind of kept this in the back of my head. And I have the tools to contact these people. But the more I think about it, the more I know I don't have any pieces that I feel like could just hang on a wall, on a gallery type wall, or even a wall at a doctor's office. Not because you know, it's crappy art that I have, but I have more illustrative type art and pencil drawings and small little watercolor um, doodles and things like that. Um, and they're great. And I want to give credit where credit is due. I think those things are awesome. Um, specifically, I love illustration. I think illustration is a great form of art and one that I would love to um, perfect someday. But um, I just didn't feel like it fit. I've never felt like my art fit um, in places like that, especially galleries, which is one of my dreams. But I know that my art doesn't fit. So I kind of had been thinking about that for a couple days and then I realized I had these paints and I had the tools to make what I had hoped that I could make. And um, so I just kind of decided it was time to try. And so I did. So while I had fully planned on letting a blank canvas sit in my house and inspire me to uh, think hard and long about some sort of masterpiece, I just realized I was ready. And I didn't let it sit for probably more than a day when I really decided, like, let's attack this thing. So I kind of quickly planned something out through my iPad, which is where I normally um, do sketching and planning and collages and things like that to... Uh, plan for my pieces. And I got started and I had such an emotional like attachment to this thing. And it had been so long that I had waited to try oils again. I just kept telling myself like, don't 
don't plan too much. Don't be, don't try to be too perfect about it. Just like have fun and be emotion, emotional and like feel the painting. Okay. Which is great and fine. If you're good at that, apparently I am not. <laughs> so like, I just tried to get thick globs of paint and it was on sale. So like I tried not to worry about like wasting material and just feeling the art and um, adding mediums and um, different type of multi uh, medium situation. And it just kind of turned out like crap. <laughs> I made this textury oversaturated blob of a mess. <laughs> it did not look good. Um, and, you know, I don't, I'm not the kind of person to just say my art sucks when it's really not too bad. Like, it really did not look good. So, I'm telling you this because normally my personality, as you have heard from the past, was to just give up. Was just to think, oh, well, this isn't for me. What was I thinking? I thought I just had this talent and I tried it and it, it didn't work. So, apparently, I don't have that gifting. And I just kind of would normally toss this idea aside and try something else or go back to something that made me comfortable that I knew that I knew. And this time I just knew, I almost felt like I was just telling myself, no, don't do that because you can do it. And that there was this, I don't know, I guess it just comes with age when you can be more patient with yourself and you're willing to start over and try again because the results will be worth it. So that's what I did. I really hope that you follow the Instagram page because I will post the um, original start and then the, um, at least the progress, if not the finished piece, hopefully I'll finish it this week, um, the difference between the first one and the second one because it's hilarious. It's comical. Um, the, the first try was like so bad and, you know, I love good art teachers that say there's like no mistake in art and to some extent I agree with that, but dang, this first painting was so bad. And the second one started to turn out actually really good. So with a little bit of help, not not much, you know, I still went in it pretty blind and I'm learning so much and I'm allowing myself to learn as I go. I joined a oil painter Facebook page and I watched a few YouTube videos, thank God for both those things. And I started over. And I did some, you know, careful planning and did, did an underpainting and sketched out kind of some more difficult parts and um, all that to say, like, it's it's going so well. I, I'm having a blast. This is the greatest thing ever. And so I keep, I, I'm, I'm shocked at what I have been able to accomplish and I feel so excited about it. And for the first time in my art life that I can think of, I'm not in a hurry to finish. The process has been a delight. And I want to spend as much time as I can because I know it's going to be worth it. Because every time I go back over and I redo something or I spend extra time, it has become so worth it. Um, so take that little lesson for what it is restart if you feel like you need to restart. Take your time if you feel like you need to take your time. It is absolutely worth it. And you'll enjoy the process more than you probably think that you will. But the other thing is that I've been beginning to feel like I'm coming into some sort of, I don't know, like I hesitate to use the word calling, but the sort of like feeling like I've always wanted and felt like this is something that I should be doing. But 
put it on hold for a long time. I let fear get in the way. And then all of a sudden I'm realizing I'm capable of it and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. So what do I do with that? Um, so, you know, I've kind of kept those thoughts in my, my head and my heart as I've been painting this. And um, it's kind of brought me to some interesting things. That said, I'm a pretty slow processor. Um, I haven't really thought these thoughts until um, much later after painting. Of course, I was feeling excited and happy and continuing on with the process and even joked about, you know, I it's too bad I like it so much. Like, I really don't want to quit school right now <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I had been processing, processing those a little bit more silently and subtly in my heart. So I had this painting sitting on my dining table. God bless my family for just being okay with that. Um, but it was sitting on my table for weeks. And um, somehow that affected my process. Um, I really loved being able to see it every day, just while I'm eating dinner, being able to stare at it and think, oh, I want to fix this piece. And, you know, oh, I'm really happy with this, or I'm not happy with that. It, I think it's made me already a better artist just to have my pieces nearby so that I can process them in passing and not just when I'm actively painting. So with that in mind, I was just kind of randomly working on some schoolwork. And one of the things that I have to do for a literacy class, um, a children's literacy class, is to read children's and young adult books. Um, so I was reading this awesome book called Beyond the Bright Sea. Highly recommend. It's such a great story. Um, and I was reading this book. It's it's very beautiful. It's the it's written in a very lovely poetic way, which has always been very attractive to me. And as somebody who also hopes to write a book someday, um, I try to really soak that in and, and um, learn from that and take that into whatever future thing I do. However, while I'm reading this book at this particular time, I wasn't reading any sort of uh, emotionally charging part at all. In fact, I can't even tell you what part I was reading. It was very insignificant. Um, I was just casually reading it and I just suddenly felt overwhelmed emotionally. And before I continue on, one thing you have got to know about me is that I am not an emotional person. A lot of people say they never cry, but they cry I like legitimately never cry. It is so rare. Um, I have only ever cried through three movies, zero books. <laughs> um, just not something I do, okay? I, I feel like that context is important because this is important for me. <laughs> so I'm just reading a random sentence and I can't go on. I have to fold the book up and put it on the couch and just start weeping. <laughs> and it was like a good cry. Like I wasn't sad, um, but I wasn't particularly happy. I just had this overwhelming sense of emotion. And this next part is, you know, some of you may not relate to this and that's fine. Um, personally, I'm a Christian and I just felt like God was speaking to me and I felt like he was telling me, you are a creator. And I don't know if this came upon me because I was just feeling in love with the language of the book, but I think more realistically, honestly, is that he was just coming at me in a place where I was finally alone and it was quiet <laughs> and I was able to hear what he was saying. 
and that is that you are an artist and that's who I made you to be. And in this just this space, I felt some peace and I felt some joy to really look at who I am, but I also felt this conflict with this why. Why am I this way? Why is it that my number one thing in life that I want to do is help people to save people, whether that be physically, their soul, whatever. I want to help people in need. And then my number one talent and my number one gift is to create. How do those things mesh? How do those things come together? And I really kind of had this mixed emotion feeling to where there's this joy of knowing who I was and really facing that and trying not to ignore that, which I think I do sometimes, especially when um, compartmentalizing my education and my pursuit of medicine and realizing that there's no getting around that. There's just not this time of me building this painting has shown me who I am and I can't get around that. But the question is, how do I marry that with what I feel like I'm supposed to do and who I'm supposed to be? And that is to help people. So I feel like some of you are listening to this and you feel like I might be being kind of dim (laughs) because it is clear that art helps people. And I've even posted lots of surveys lately on a lot of my Facebook groups and with people that I know and asking them, how do you think art helps people? And um, most of the responses and um, something that I can relate to personally is that art is good for our mental health. Art is good to keep us from depression and anxiety and um, suicidal thoughts and OCD and all kinds of awesome ways that it helps combat mental illness and mental struggles. And I personally relate to that tremendously. I struggle with depression, anxiety my entire life. And sometimes I feel like I couldn't make it through without art. And that's what makes this so uh, bizarre to me that it's still not a satisfying answer. To me, that is just not a satisfying answer because still that is somewhat self-centered um, in a way. Like I do art, so I survive. And hey, like that is a good thing. <laughs> And I'm trying to work on my like expectations of things needing to be big and to be needing to be bigger than myself. But that's a good thing. Art keeping people alive is an incredibly important thing. And I realize that. But for some reason, there is just this nagging thought that is asking and begs the question, but what else? How does art help not just the artist, but the people outside of the artist, the people the artist is painting for. If it only helps the artist, then there would be no art galleries. There would be no um, showings or selling of art. There'd be nobody buying art for their home if it was just for the artist. So I, I know and I recognize that this art is for other people in some form or fashion. But my question is, how does it help them? What does it do? How does art help society? How does art help uh, the greater population? And I know that there are answers to this, um, and I know this is a discussion that's been had, but it's a personal pursuit that I have 
got to find the answer to because I believe that if I find the answer to this and really find an answer that satisfies me and fills me, that I can pursue art as a career or as just my main thing in life. Otherwise, if I cannot figure out why, I've got to pursue something like medicine where I feel like it actively helps people. So up until now, this whole thing has sounded very personal, and I just want you to know that it kind of is. <laughs> the reason I'm doing this is for myself, um, but I am doing this for myself because I know that other people are asking this question, and I am passionate about art, I'm passionate about teaching and sharing art, and if I can find out why art is needed and why it helps people and why it helps cultures survive, then I could be that much better of a teacher, that much better of an artist, that much better of a friend. And I think that a lot of you, if any of you are listening, would feel the same way and might have the same questions. And, um, you know, if you were like me, you grew up being told by many people that art was a waste of time and that, you know, do it as a hobby, but it's not a career. And I just wonder, those of us who have such a deep and heavy passion for it, um, is it possible that that's not true, that it could be a career or at least a full-time way of caring for people? So my point in this podcast is to go on a discovery, to go on a bit of a like treasure hunt for myself, but to also um, connect with other people and other artists. So what I want to do is interview other artists who are super successful, um, who may not be successful at all, who are super struggling, and just ask them questions and get their opinion. How do they feel like art helps them as the artist? How do they feel like art is helping those outside of themselves? Or do they feel like their art is helping people outside of themselves? Do they wish it would? Are they just okay with it? Not? Is it just a completely personal thing? All those um, answers, I think, will help me kind of come to this conclusion. And uh, maybe we can come to this conclusion together of what art really means. And if we can find that out, we can start creating with more purpose. And if we can create with more purpose, um, I think we can truly kind of get to a point to where uh, our art transcends the physical. So, you know, for me, a lot of this is spiritual. A lot of this does involve, um, you know, who I believe God is and who I believe he created me to be. But I realize that some people's experiences may be different than that, and they may have different reasons for creating. And I want to hear those. I want to hear other people's opinions. I don't want this to be... Um, just focused on me and what I feel and what I believe. I want to hear everybody's opinion. And I want to be very open-minded. Um, I want to interview all kinds of artists. Art is dancing and writing and reading and quilting and painting and singing and playing a musical instrument and uh, chalking the sidewalks and all kinds of things. We all know that art is such a great, huge, encompassing thing and history has hardly ever been without it. So why do we do it? Why is it so much in our nature to do it? So let's talk about it. I really want you guys to come along with me and join me in this crazy adventure. I'm sure there are other podcasts out there um, 
that are creative, but I haven't quite found one that really uh, focuses on the purpose of art in a very deep and meaningful and worldwide kind of way. So I really want to pursue that. Like, let's talk about that. So uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. That's why you're listening. If you made it through this whole thing, you are a saint of a person. And I really want to keep chatting with you. And I hope that I can post um, videos in the future. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Noble Artist. I am so excited about this podcast and I can't wait to learn more about art and its meaningfulness with you. Thank you.